Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Red Men News. It is Tuesday. I am Paul Machen. I am joined from afar in you know person but not in my heart uh, oh. by Ross Chandley for this one hi Ross and he did that boost today thanks Paul <laughs> mate I think we're all reaching that point you know, I spoke to Tom this morning I think everyone's in in dire need of a cuddle at the moment but um, yeah. I can't do that obviously so you know a nice digital cuddle ah <laughs> um Right, OK. Uh, we're going to crack on with some of the big news stories around Liverpool Football Club today. Um, but let you know, first and foremost, this show is brought to you in association with Beer 52, the craft beer discovery club. Uh, we're offering, thanks to them, a free case of eight craft beers and a snack for just 4 95 postage. And right now, Redmen uh, TV and Redmen News listeners and viewers are getting two free beers. That's two. Count them. One. Two, in addition to the wonderful box that they send full of beers as well. This is a world where we can't really go out for, for, for legitimately just to get beer, but you can legitimately have it delivered to your front door. Um, beer 52 are the world's most popular craft beer discovery club, and every month send a new theme. You can leave it any time. Simply go to beer52.com forward slash redmen, R-E-D-M-E-N, to claim your first case free. And don't forget right now, of course, you get those two extra free beers. Like this, for example. This is a vocation brewery, unfiltered dirty pilsner, um, which is a 6.5% craft lager. My days. Um if, I mean, it feels like it might be that kind of day, if I'm being perfectly honest. And this is a hawk's head dry stone stout. There's loads of mad, cool and interesting stuff. You know, if you're just into your, your bog standard supermarket, you know, lagers and what have you, then maybe it's not for you. But I, I prefer to have a small number of really nice and interesting beers. Uh, so Beer 52, that's a fantastic offer. So highly recommend that you go and get involved. Beer52.com forward slash Redmen to pick up that offer. Um, Ross, let's start then. Um, King Kenny, a little message from him on the Liverpool website. Uh, thank you for all of your well wishes of the last few days. Obviously, he was diagnosed with coronavirus, uh, he, but he's also been suffering from an infection, which he was being treated for as well. I'm delighted to be back home with the family after receiving brilliant care from the NHS, uh, which we appreciate now more than ever. Marina and I would like to express our immense gratitude to the medical staff who cared for me and who continues to treat countless others throughout the country during an incredibly challenging period. Uh, I know the sun is shining for many of you, but I urge you to stay home and follow government guidelines to the letter. It's undoubtedly the best way that we can look after one another at this time. And we're now being full lockdown for the recommended amount of time to protect the lives of others. Um, look, first and foremost, we, we covered the news last week that, that Kenny had had it. In fact, I say we covered it. We found out in the middle of the in the middle of the quiz on Friday night. The best thing as far as the pool fans go, of course, uh, an absolute legend, knight of the realm. That Kenny is absolutely fine and on the mend. 
Yeah, he's just such a nice guy, isn't he? You don't wish it on, on anyone at all. But, you know, Kenny's such a, an advocate and all the stuff that him and Marina have both done for the NHS and, you know, the support they've given to, to cancer patients and what he's done, you know, for, for Liverpool and, and the cities has been incredible. So, you know, I think you, your first panic is someone of that age. You know, you, you start you start to panic and you start to worry, don't you? Mm-hmm. Um, but then, you know, he came to like that. He didn't even know that he had it. You know, he went in for some, something completely different uh, and an infection, as you said. Uh, and just thankfully that he's all right. And, you know, within two days, he was you know, out of hospital. You know, he's fine. He's, he's recovering. Mm, absolutely, yeah. If you want to send any well wishes to Kenny, by all means, do it in the comments. I'm not certain that he reads, to be perfectly honest. But, he, uh, well, I mean, I'm saying he reads. I'm just not certain that he reads our comments, but whatever. Um, we're going to move on. This is Anfield.com, the fantastic uh, Liverpool website. That is, this is Anfield.com. Uh, have reported that Liverpool could refund £3.7 million to season ticket holders as part of a £21 million loss. Liverpool are likely to offer refunds to season ticket holders in the region £3.7 million due to their being unable to attend in the wake of the coronavirus pandemic. Um they are Liverpool are said to generate 17.6 million in season ticket revenue, which could lead to a 3.7 refund for fans based on the remaining four home games, where the match day revenue of 84.2 million means a loss of 21.4 million overall. It's a fair suggestion that clubs could offer a like for like discount on next season's tickets, which would effectively stall their loss of outlay. But there's no telling when fans will be able to attend, uh, even in 2021. Um, yeah, I mean, look, Ross, this is the kind of things that we're, I think we're going to start to see in the coming weeks and months football clubs are going to have to start taking definitive action there's you know there's going to be a tightening in the belt in various degrees we obviously saw Liverpool U-turn on the furlough and stuff these are the realistic things it's all well and good talking about Liverpool and the, the money that it makes but so much of the money that it makes is money that's paid for up front that will have to be paid back yeah, well, I mean, you compare it to, to any other business, I suppose, can't you? You know, look at holidays and stuff like that. People aren't sure whether to pay for them and, and kind of take that back. So those companies are losing that money. It's no, it's no different for different for Liverpool. Um, I mean, it's the least that they can do, I suppose. They assume it's get what's like it's getting closer. If football games are resumed, they'll be behind closed doors. So if you paid a load of money up front for some a service that you essentially can't have, it's, mm-hmm. it's the basic thing that the Liverpool can do for that. So, but you're right, you know, that's money they would have banked on, money that you know feasibly might have spent, you know, or they might say, well, there's that money on season tickets. That's, you know, X amount of players' wages covered for, you know, one season, two seasons and stuff, and they're going to have to recalculate everything because of what's happened. Well, you're starting to see it. You know, this is all these things in isolation. Don't, you know, you can go, oh, well, it's only dot, dot, dot. Come on, money. Yeah, exactly. But when you start to add that up, when you start to add, you know, season ticket refunds and, you know, again, we go back to the furlough and stuff. And I think, like I said, Liverpool made the morally correct decision. But from a business perspective, I can understand that if I owned, you know, if the, look at like the club shops, you, you're paying wages on a ton of people who work in the club shops, but the club shop isn't able to operate, isn't able to, to, to take any, any money kind of thing. All of these things are why football clubs are very nervous. And you, you can start to see why football clubs are, to some extent keen to find a solution that sees the football season played out. I mean, God, look at the, look at the footballers themselves, millions and millions of quid to do to, to do what? <laughs> you know, to, to, to sit around and do a couple of Instagram videos every now and again. Yeah, I, I think um, it's going to be one to watch in the coming in the coming weeks and see how Liverpool do react, pardon me, to this kind of thing. It goes uh, a little bit further than that, doesn't it, Paul? Because you think of, like, just the match days, you mentioned the club shop, which, you know, attracts a lot of people. But, you know, even in the build-up to games, you know, you've got the, the tour people, all the tour staff, there's hospitality staff, there's, you know, or, you know corporate hospitality. There's, yeah. there's hundreds of people there that, you know, that's income for Liverpool. 
Mm, absolutely. Uh, moving on then, Phil Thompson. Liverpool legend Phil Thompson has urged Jurgen Klopp to bring Felipe Coutinho back to Anfield, saying he would re-sign the Brazilian in a heartbeat. Um, Ross, you, were, you weren't overly keen on discussing this because, no. I mean, on, on the scale of things, there's probably a, a, a chart that shows how often you've discovered or discussed, I should say, various topics. And mm. behind Timo Werner... And <laughs> coronavirus, yeah. Felipe Coutinho is probably the third most discussed or most often brought up Liverpool topic. Yeah, he's been to two different clubs, hasn't he? And hasn't succeeded yet. Some people still want him back. I get it, he's a quality player. Um, and I, just, I can only reiterate what I've said for the past 12 months. Of, for me, it just sends out the wrong message. I, you know, I get that he's a quality player, but I think for everything beforehand, you know, and his transfer notice role requesting the day before the Watford game, you know, the, the back injuries and stuff like that. But like, I, I wouldn't have him back. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, Phil, fine. Yeah. Phil Thompson said, um, they are, speaking to Sky Sports, they are probably looking at that creative midfielder, talking about Liverpool's transfer prospects. Would you take Coutinho back? I would in a heartbeat. I think he's a creative genius. You look back at his Liverpool career, he was absolutely terrific. He's not too old, and I still think he could come back. It probably won't happen. But it's that creative player just off the front three that would probably just tip the balance. Uh, yeah, uh, I mean, absolute fucking horseshit. Complete and utter horseshit. I mean, this is the useful thing. I wonder whether, you, if I was an ex-footballer uh, with, with a little bit of, like, you know, media gravity around or gravitas, I would buy stakes in a website, in a sports or media website in this regard, because, like... It's just a nothing throwaway comment from Phil Thompson, and yet he's probably generated many, many thousands of clicks. Anyway, you let us know your thoughts on the Coutinho stuff. We're probably not going to talk about it after toward the end of the show because it gives a fuck. Um, right, okay. <laughs> Liverpool echo. Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain makes strange Liverpool admission and sounds Premier League title warning. Um, it's on the Liverpool Echo website, uh, which I'm just going to fill very casually for for a moment while I wade through the absolute mountain of pop-ups and garbage that they throw on every single one of their website pages. Uh, here we go. Oxide Chambers revealed the inspiration behind Liverpool's remarkable league campaign, but warned, it's not finished yet. Exactly in that voice. Um, we're at record 25 points clear. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, first of all, it was sort of high, uh, another heightened respect for Man City as a team to go 100 points and then 98 back-to-back. That takes a lot of doing. Mentally, as a group of players, I think that's maybe where we thought, all right, 97 points, not good enough. And I remember the manager saying, we've got to do more. Simple as that. He was adamant, that's not enough. You've got to do more. And I think it's credit to us in what we've done so far this season. Obviously, it's a strange time because you don't want momentum. And that's the same for every team at the minute, but it's not finished yet. So I'm really proud of us as a group of lads that we've achieved that and the manager as well. The whole club, backroom staff, they're the same. I've seen everyone pushing harder this year, but that's what the manager's created. Uh, there's not one ego in that team. Our superstars are the hardest working, most humble, and most relatable guys in the team. I love that last quote, Ross. Absolutely love it. Yeah, I took that and put it out on my socials before because <laughs> I thought it was absolutely brilliant. Um, but, you know, it kind of sums it all up, doesn't it? You know, I, I, I think it goes back to Kiev as well. You know, we missed out on the Champions League final. Some of the mentality of, of this squad and going, actually, well, that wasn't good enough. We'll do better. I know they improved in certain areas of the field, um, which also contributed to us within the Champions League. But, you know, to put all that hard work in, all that effort, and, you know, second place is a great achievement, 97 points is a great achievement, but not to win the Premier League. What can you do? And you know, it's laid out there. Well, <laughs> do better. You know, it sounds it sounds pretty simple, but you know, you're using that to kind of push yourself. And you know, it's, he says it himself. A credit to City for for doing so well. He's put us onto another level. Mm, absolutely. Yeah, and Klassman talks to the Liverpool website as well. Uh, he was asked a bit about. I mean, this, 
with a really scrape in the bottom of the barrel. Like, Jürgen, have you enjoyed talking to people online? And uh, he talks about, it's actually quite funny. It, it, I think it's what Liverpool are doing really well at the moment is this sort of like behind the scenes, getting a real glimpse of the personality. People, Jürgen Klopp's always been the best with that stuff. They talk about the 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 Skype the Skype meet the Zoom meetings I should say for the training sessions. What I really like about this Ross, it talks about the togetherness. It's a bit this this it's a bit chaotic, but everyone's talking at the same time. It's very funny, isn't it? it? Says yeah. Some people may say it's like a normal meeting or a normal session we have, but it's not like this. I like that as well. When we start at ten, the chat is open from nine thirty on, and pretty much everyone is already in. Especially in the first few, they were all pretty early in the chat. So it was really um, chaotic. Meanwhile, they join it in later now, and everyone knows how it works. Technically and stuff like that so they come later but in time which is important because we find them as well too late in a zoom session means you have to pay i genuinely love that imagine imagine that god i would i would have no i would be very poor if there was a fine for every time someone didn't turn up exactly on time for a skype zoom session in our business um yeah, again, the mad little things, aren't they? But we've seen it in the social wrap-up videos that have been going out the last couple of Thursdays on this channel um, that people are, you know, we're buzzing off watching the players do stuff. They're buzzing off the interactions with each other and it just goes to show again what a great bunch of lads we've got. Yeah, they've got to adapt to stuff as well. You know, I think they let them off the first year because, you know, oh, I don't know how Zoom works or oh, I, need, you know, I need to buy a laptop or whatever. You can't get away with it now, but... You know, for such a, a team-based game, you know, it must be really hard for them to adjust to, you know, spending four or five days with the mates. And, you know, we talk about that bond. It's not mentally, it's, it's physically as well. And the camaraderie in the change rooms or the training ground. To kind of not have that, but kind of keep up the momentum, I think, is is the key thing. And, you know, you've got to be ready at any point to go back into football. And it was a couple of weeks off yet. But, you know, to, to, to brace yourself for that, I think something completely different. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Bernardo Silva's been talking, and uh, the Mirror have picked this up, uh, that he believes there is a bias towards Liverpool players when it comes out handing out individual awards. Uh, it says he was among the nominees for last season's PFA Player of the Year award, but lost out to the impressive Virgil van Dijk. Uh, he also talks about the season before, uh, where Kevin De Bruyne lost out to Mohamed Salah, uh, sorry, and his debut, Salah's debut season. Um, yeah, that, that, that was the season before, right? Anyway, whatever. The point is, is that he's making this point that Liverpool are going to win the league as well this season, likely, so it's probably going to be a Liverpool player again. He says, I hope this is not a bad example of people don't take it badly uh oh um that's always a good start to a sentence when you know something's going to be online uh but i always think about the last three seasons man city and liverpool we told bleacher report three seasons ago we win the league and they were 30 points behind kevin de bruyne unbelievable season salah scores a lot of goals he's a great player i admire him a lot and they give the award to mo salah i love that desperately trying to claw himself out of a hole there before he's even finished talking season after very tight raheem sterling was on the run with van dyke they gave the award to van dyke this season again, Kevin De Bruyne, another unbelievable season. We're behind, but because Liverpool are champions, probably one of them is winning the award again. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Life is full of what-ifs, some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry, and some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard Fixed Indemnity Insurance Plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs, no deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. 
Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Uh, I, I, I watched the actual video, to be fair. Um, like, he's, he's got a point to a degree, but like, you know, Mo Salah scored 30 goals in the league season as a, as a winger. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, it's not like they're just giving it to anyone, just giving it to a local player for the sake of doing it. They haven't achieved anything. Van Dijk equally ch- completely changed our whole defence, uh-huh. you know, put us in, in, in one of a title race this season. We've, we've absolutely pissed it. Where he didn't help himself was the fact that he, towards the end of that interview, he says, uh, or the clip, sorry, was De Bruyne in it, has never won the PFA Player of the Year, which is decided by the fucking players. So, <laughs> like, where, where do you go from there? Um, you know, and possibly maybe, maybe there's a certain degree to it. You know, there's... City are a very good side. I think, you know, we can all respect what they've done and how good they've been. You know, Chamberlain says it himself there. But maybe there's also a, a sense of self-entitlement that they deserve the awards, which is probably a key reason why they don't get them. It, it, we're, uh, Man City are an odd club, aren't they? And this is where the, 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 I think they get away with stuff because I don't think anyone has a real depth of feeling about Manchester City, and that's the problem. People yeah. really like Kevin De Bruyne. I don't think anyone is in doubt that he's probably... He's probably the best footballer in the Premier League, like in, you know, all told, or at least in that very, very tight bracket of the total superstars in the Premier League at the moment. But I don't know that people love him. You know, I, you know, I don't think he has that. I, I don't think he creates any great feelings in people outside and above and beyond and whatever. Whereas, like, with the greatest respect, I mean, some of this just comes from red tinted glasses. I'll, I'll admit, but like, Salah and Van Dijk are world icons. And, I, and so there is a bias, but I don't think it's necessarily because they're at Liverpool. I think, you know, I, I, but I think Liverpool helps in that regard. I think, we, you know, which is good for us because we haven't been that club for a long time. But I do think no one really has, no one really, no one loves Man City and nobody really hates Man City. They're just a thing, aren't they? So I, I, I do think that kind of plays against them. Yeah, I think, you know, I think personality comes into it, but doesn't it? You know, you see all the stuff that, you know, again, Redden's glasses, Mo Salah does for his, for his country, the fact that he is an icon. I've only heard Kevin De Bruyne talk once. Yeah. That's when he's shouting, let me talk. He's about to get sent <laughs> in, it, in, in, in a game. But, you know, maybe it's because we don't see that from the Man City's perspective. We don't see what, what he's doing on and off the field. I'm not saying he doesn't do it, but mm-hmm. I think you're right. There's definitely a degree of personality and likability about about players off the field. It's just yeah. as important as on the field. Yeah, absolutely. I just, look, I just look at the stats. 17 assists and eight goals and 26 appearances for them this season is absolutely unreal. Hey, Paul, if he if won those awards, well, you wouldn't disagree with it, would you? I mean, no. you'd, make a, you'd make a case for Mo Salah going, well, he's got 30 goals a season. Mm-hmm. He's a winger. Like, you know, make, make a case for him, but you can go to Bruyne's crap yeah 100 percent, and that's the thing if, if if kevin de bruyne kevin de bruyne could still win it by the way could very much still win it um but you know there's a lot of other factors to it and, and again i think with the pfa stuff there's i think players pick up a lot of like the notions of who's good and who's not in in weird ways there's like there's pop there's just popular opinion i think sways people a lot of times in these things and for whatever reason jordan anderson maybe just had the greater pr this season sadio mane having had the reaction to not to not doing slightly better than like the ballon d'or and whatever the, the, these things have these things have knock on effects it puts people to the forefront of people's minds also, i don't know the city have that 
being champions of the world and current European champions and Premier League champions might be throw it into the mix as well. Hundred percent, absolutely. Um, so let's just get to the last thing we're going to talk about very, very briefly. Uh, Tottenham Hotspur reversed their furloughing decision for non-playing staff. Um, they reversed the decision to use the government's furlough scheme. Uh, on March 31st, they announced the 550 employees would take a 20% pay cut in attempt to protect jobs. But on Monday, a, sp- a statement said non-playing staff will receive 100% of their pay for April and May. Only board members will now take salary reductions. The statement added that includes Daniel Levy, who earned seven million last year. He said, "We regret any concern caused during an anxious time and hope the work our supporters will see us doing in the coming weeks as our stadium takes on a whole new purpose will make them proud of their club." It's really interesting, this Ross, because. The the, the 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 general consensus on this is that this is a result of fan pressure, which is magnificent. The Spurs have got a really, really good, like kind of like grassroots organisation. I know they've got the, I think it's the Tottenham Hotspur Supporters Trust, uh, and they have other other kind of movements within their fan bases, whatever, to help give the give the club a little bit of, I don't know, whatever that whatever that X factor is that makes clubs a little bit more a little bit different, but. Um, it's mad and maybe this is just me living within the Liverpool bubble a bit too much I didn't see anywhere near as much pressure for Tottenham Hotspur on a, on a wider sense than Liverpool suffered in a very in a much shorter space of time as well No, this is something we discussed when Liverpool announced it and announced that they weren't doing it I think it goes with the ethics and the, the morals of the club um, you know, obviously Liverpool's a massive socialist city I don't think it's quite the same for Spurs but I think this is pressure not only off, off the Spurs fans I think this is pressure of what Liverpool done because Liverpool were so quick to, to rectify the decision that they made, I think that put more pressure on Spurs to go and do that. And I think you know fans of, of Tottenham will have seen what Liverpool did, what Liverpool fans did to, to, to turn the decision around. So I don't, I think there's only is it Norwich, Bournemouth, and Newcastle that are, that are left to, mm-hmm. to, to do it. You know, I don't think anyone in the right mind can see, you know, um, Mike Ashley changing his mind or not. And I think it's different for for clubs lower down the league but you know when you're a, you know a club like Tottenham I think you can you can afford to do it and I also think it's different because it's, and again it seems to be depending on what happens this week it, and what's rumoured that football might come back behind closed doors mm-hmm. in June towards the end of May I think the clubs can kind of use that as a as a, as a measure to go actually well, in, in a month's time we can afford this we can afford to do this whereas you know, two, three weeks ago when Liverpool didn't win Spurs, did it? Because everyone was like, what the fuck's going on? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Lots of interesting things happening. And uh, if you want more on this, it's one of the subjects uh, I'm sure you guys are going to be covering on the Reds News Roundup show uh, tomorrow, 60 minutes, really delving into the big, the juicy topics, the juicy discussion points around Liverpool and football in general as well. So do go over to the RedmenTV.com and sign up for that show. Uh, obviously, it's the um, Hillsborough anniversary tomorrow, so we'll be doing too much in terms of promotion or whatever but if you want that show do go to the redmantv.com it will be there uh, from the evening onwards uh, we, we're trying to make uh, half seven our release time for all this stuff which puts a nice casual pressure on the on the production lads just to make sure that they don't fail uh, well, what we're doing is we're going to be introducing a fining system uh, for every minute <laughs> after half seven uh, that these things get released it's 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 20p um so yeah go over there uh, right we're going to take a few comments from you guys um and see what you've been thinking about this so far um on the kerry dagley stuff uh, the professor saying bless Kenny best footballer to grace the Anfield pitch in my opinion on season tickets Rob D I uh, think it'd be a lot more than that as that's just season tickets had tickets for the Villa game Sunday which is cool uh, as sure they will sort when they can oh yeah it's a good point you've obviously got like um fan cards and all that kind of stuff as well it's not just season tickets that are going to have to be considered for this stuff is it Ross? No no there's, there's loads that are going to go into it and it's also the fact that you know 
again, I'm going to bring back to the holy thing. You know, people have paid all this money out. You know, if they're not getting what they want, but if they're in uncertain times as well, they might need that money. So I think yeah. there's kind of pressure on the club to, to kind of sort it out as soon as possible. But again, you know, we're not entirely sure what's going on with the, with the season yet. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. The unknown of fans is I think refunding season tickets was the only correct decision that could be made. Yeah, it's weird. And again, it's because when you pay for something, you forget about it. You know, whereas if you were paying, if, if you if you if you're seeing that, maybe like it's different for like fan cards or because I'm an, or you've got the auto cup and, you, and it comes out periodically or whatever. I hadn't really considered it to be honest, because for me it's always money written off. But the right at, at this point in time now, when people are maybe not able to work or whatever, even if it's just a few, you know, what's probably what a couple hundred quid, two hundred quid maybe if that. 100 quid or so could could definitely help could definitely help people out. Um, the Bernardo Silva stuff then. Um, Man, I wonder if that Tom. Do we wonder is it, got, is it meant to be Manana Banana or should we just go Manana anyway? Uh, I mean, it's because they had a better individual season than the players they were up against. Bernardo, uh, it's not that difficult um, fighting back there against the Portuguese. Uh, Mega Sting, 1981. Don't know why Silva even bothered by the awards at this time when nobody even knows when the season will resume for a start. Yeah, I mean, look, the point is, I, 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 and you've said you've watched the video, but he, he's gone out of his way, hasn't he, to kind of, he said it, would we rather footballers just say nothing, I guess? You know, he's, these are the things that are on footballers' minds. I'd rather hear what footballers actually have on their minds because if they don't say what's on their minds, it's bland enough. Life's bland enough as it is. Yeah, no, he was, was obviously asked the question and he was answering it, but he could have answered it in so many different ways. You know, he could have said, you know, I think he does play, he's deserved it, but I can't dispute, you know, what Liverpool fans said. I think there's a, a bias towards City players or, you know, Liverpool had a really good season or, you know, as we said, Van Dijk really improved that defence, so I can't, I can't argue with that, but, you know, I can make a case with Ken De Bruyne. It's about having, you know, a level-headed opinion. It just doesn't come across as that at all. It, it wouldn't. Sh- salty. Yeah, football. The thing about football is it's always worth noting that they often say things that have just been floating around. We all do this, by the way. When something's been floating around, like your lexicon or floating around your world, it's been discussed in private, and then you get asked, the, the next person to ask you the question often gets, like, the next stage, and you train the thoughts. It wouldn't shock me if he'd been having that conversation with someone else, and maybe De Bruyne has moaned about it, or someone else has said, isn't it mad that De Bruyne has done, done this, and, and as they've all, or maybe someone was winding De Bruyne up in one of their Zoom meetings and saying, like, ah, you've never won it, and he's took that and gone, ah, I don't really, don't really like that don't really agree with that I mean it's interesting that he's not mentioned himself because he's been pretty garbage this season um, but yeah never mind um, anyway well, he, got, he, got the, he got the award that everybody fucking wants anyway he won the, won the Premier League so what's he fucking moaning about absolutely um, Spurs fellow stuff Stephen Somerville says Spurs owners are worse than ours really at least we have to quickly reverse the decision but there will still be heat over it the Spurs owners should be ashamed of themselves to keep it going yeah look I, <sighs> Again, it boils down to me this. I think Liverpool, it's better expected in Liverpool because of the the values and the ethos that the city has and the club. Not that the club necessarily has, because I think it's a, it's a bit of a false notion that football clubs can have can be socialist entities or whatever. But it's how Liverpool market themselves, so they'd have been soft to damage that branding by not doing it. But for other football clubs who just run like pure businesses, I get it. I do. And you know, again, we're not. No one's queuing around the block to 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 batter Costa Coffee for not for not having these things open and stuff like. You know, it's just that we have a a greater affinity. And but also, there's a lot of like tribal banter that comes with the football stuff. So it's good that they, they haven't chosen to they haven't chosen to do it. From the same token that I'm glad Liverpool haven't chosen to do it. But um, 
equally, you know, again, if if it, if it means a situation, let you know, let's say for example, as a for example, Newcastle suddenly steal a march on Spurs next season, they won't because they're miles behind it all, and they've got Steve Bruce's manager. But if that were to happen, they're the fine margins at which what 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 massively separates a Tottenham Hotspur from a, from a Newcastle United because. They've got similar-sized stadiums. They've probably got similar-sized fan bases. Tottenham have got a better structure in place, a better playing staff at the moment. But we've seen that can change in a number of years. So, yeah, it'd be funny uh, to see if Mike Ashley being a massive gobshite has any positive impact on them in in, in the months to come. I think the marketing thing is important as well because Spurs have taken so long to do that. What's, what's What's the lasting damage that they've done? You know, if people remember that in four or five months' time of what Spurs did in a, in a time of crisis. Mm-hmm. The system, people might be reluctant to spend the money in there, but, you know, in a year's time, it might all be forgotten, might not it? Yeah, and, uh, you know, it's a shame that we don't get to use the whole we we paid for your players line uh, on social media forever and ever and ever, uh, if, if that was the case. So, yeah. Anyway, uh, right, then, we're going to wrap things up there. Uh, do head to beer 52 dot com and use forward slash red men to get your not just your eight free beers your 10 total free beers um and your snack and your magazine as well but just the price of 4.95 of postage make sure you do go over to the redmentv.com and sign up as well it does help us keep everything running at the moment in times when you know football and life is a little bit more uncertain on our side of things so if you're a big fan of the content if you're a big fan of us as people and you don't want to see us have to furlough then please do go to the redmentv.com and sign up um, let's just, yeah, listen, you know what I mean? Um, oh, we've all got milk, just dropping it on you, Ross. Um, if you want to see Ross kept in employment, then please do go to the redmentv.com and sign up. Um, but yeah, we'll be back with more Red Menus this week. We'll see you soon. Ta-da.